Hello and welcome to the Benmark Photography Podcast. Today I'm with a great guy who has not only helped push me a couple of times and called me out on my own nonsense, but also um, just obviously smashes everything he does. Mr. Charlie Johnson, how are you, Charlie? Uh, thank you very much. I'm currently in Dubai enjoying a very nice view of the marina. So I uh, and I got back off a boat. So it's, yeah, it's, been pre- it's not been a bad Monday, I must say. No, I'm gonna, compared to me sitting in a cold gym, I definitely know where I'd rather be. So, um, so tell people a little bit about yourself. Uh, so my name is Charlie Johnson. I run a fitness business called CJ Coaching. We are the largest uh, body transformation specialist in the UK, I guess you'd call us that. Um, we help men and women transform their lives with speed and certainty, essentially. But the most interesting thing is probably that most people seem to be amazed at is how quickly I've scaled. So I actually only left my full-time job two and a half years ago. I think it's three years in February. Is that two and a half years? Roughly two and a half years. Um, and I originally actually came from a property background. So I spent uh, seven, eight years for my sins managing a branch of an estate agent called Leaders um, after originally becoming a PT, falling out of our background into the property industry. Um, and then sort of seeing how social media could be used as a tool to build an audience to then sell and, and help people all over the world, if that makes sense. And, and it's something you've been a big part of, to be fair, because... Uh, I was actually looking at it yesterday Like we did a, like everything, like, this is why I think photo shoots are so important for people, even from a business point of view or from like a personal development point of view is the fact it's like, it's almost like cataloging your success of your own progression. Cause when you look back, you can see how far you've come um, yeah. physically and even from a business perspective. And I'm sure that's something you see with people perhaps when you shoot with them now and maybe you shot with them two years ago, for example. It's, um, I think also like you probably find that you, like you get clients that come through the door that you get a transformation with and then they carry on with you to go on to the next thing and the next time you shoot them, you see how much of a different just person they are, let alone physique, like you're, you're looking at have we improved their back, their biceps, whatever, but then also you get to see but that person's actually just a different person now. The best thing you can see on people's before and after photos is their smile because it always happens. It's massive, isn't it? It's mad. And it's like, I think that's the thing for me, like it was only earlier on talking to um, Ellie, the, one of the other girls that I've shot with and like we did a shoot in London completely out of the blue. And it was like the first shoot that we did, it was like photographing a broom. She just stood there still, like didn't really know what to do. Then all of a sudden, like, I remember being on one of your shoots and you were saying like, I just want to smile in these. Like I want to look happy and positive and confident. And there's me thinking like most people just wanted to look fucking strong and fierce and like all of that lot. And then all of a sudden I'm watching like stuff like your account, like where you've left your previous employment and then it's just blown up and it's gone crazy. And it's like, well, I know there's a lot of other stuff that goes on in the background, but the main thing is, is actually like you're just happy in who you are. And then it makes everything else easy. So this is what I think is where a lot of people go wrong. Um, it's staying true to your values of who you are and what you actually like. So for example, I, I probably don't actually need to film another video ever again for fitness, but and I legitimately don't have to do that. But I actually just like teaching and training and showing people stuff. So it's just a byproduct of like, I just do it anyway. And then we might as well film it and put it on online because that's true to who I am and what I enjoy to do. And I think that's where people go wrong. They try and, become something they're not which ultimately will lead to them becoming unhappy because if you're trying to force a persona or force a character to do something because you want to be an online trainer to make money or you want to be famous in social media for whatever reason 
then ultimately for a short period of time, you'll be able to do it. But in terms of long term, you won't because it's all about consistency over a period of time. And like, I don't know, I mean, interestingly, I hit 500,000 followers on Instagram today. Um, which is funny, it was odd on this podcast today. And like, I've been doing Instagram for what, six, seven years, maybe. Um, and it's like, I haven't not posted on social media for since right, in the last four years, at least like once every day, probably nearly one percent of doing three times a day on Instagram. We do twice every day at the moment. Um, but to give the guys an idea in terms of the amount of content you can do, like we do an email every day, a uh, podcast every week, an article on LinkedIn every week, uh, post on LinkedIn every day, post on Facebook every day, two posts on Instagram, like 34 Instagram stories, um, YouTube, we do three YouTube videos a week, like it's endless. It's crazy, isn't it? Out of interest, because I, I remember, not that I, I know you've never really pushed this a lot, but I remember seeing you at Orpington a very long time ago doing a bit of coaching with someone. How have you found the change in going from teaching one person to then, because I mean, I know how limited your time is and like how like kind of much you have to get done. How did you find it moving away and like, obviously you have to get very head down and in fact, no, I need to go and create all this content. I need to go in the gym. I need to film all this stuff. And you've got like this long list of stuff that you, as much as you enjoy, it's always a list of things that you need to get done to do that. How did you find that demographic, like that change in yourself of going from, I'm in front of one person just teaching that to then having to be almost selfish in the fact that my time's so limited because I need to coach even more people on a bigger scale. How was that like mind shift, mindset shift for you? It's an interesting one, but when you think about it, it's very powerful. And it's the fact that instead of spending an hour training someone to tie the gym, helping one person, I could create a video that will last a thousand years that can help tens of thousands of people. And that's when it's, like, it was actually interesting. So I was training, um, one of my coaches, Addy lives in Dubai and I was training him yesterday and showing him stuff. And I was like, fuck, someone should have filmed this because this was really good. Like, it just, he had like a problem with his hips and I like fixed it and showed it and it was like insane. And I was like, this would have made great content. Why have I not someone here filming this? Because that would have had a lot of value for someone else to see. And that's where, like for anyone from a business perspective, why I pretty much film everything and why it's about being very efficient with your time. So for example, I mentioned we do three um, YouTube videos a week generally, and they'll get used for like IGTV and stuff like that as well. Um, and I will probably go into the gym with my videographer Lewis and we will, he will give me uh, like on Trello, for example, eight to 10 videos to make with bullet points of points underneath. And literally we'll just film nonstop for two hours and just bang out 10 videos and done. And then I'm done for like two, three weeks. That's definitely something I need to adopt because we're, we're just going for a whole Trello uh, system change at the moment. So that's a, that's a big thing for us. And that with the, um, you know, like obviously you've, you've, grown at scale you've pushed things what's it taken you to change in yourself to be the person who you are now uh so this is an interesting one so as businesses grow you have to grow with them because there's a saying it's like new levels new devils and the bigger the business gets the bigger the problems you tend to face become um so you have to change as a person to be able to manage that now, one of the ways you want to think about that is like, I don't know, say if you want to make a, a seven or eight figure business or a six figure business, like, okay, how would a person behave on a daily basis or in a scenario who runs an organization like this? How would they interact with their staff? How would their 
systems be organized? How would their diary be organized for the week? Would they be running around like a headless chicken and become being a busy fool? Because one of the things I see a lot with is um, people who say they're entrepreneurs, but they're super scatty and unorganized and like all over the place. And I know I messaged you earlier to put the podcast back 15 minutes, but at least I gave you heads up. Yeah. Um, the boat was late in Dubai. But um, like that's a telltale sign of someone who, who won't be successful because if you're fucking all over the place in your personal life, your business will be all over the place and you can't scale chaos. So you have to be very organized and structured in your approach. And how you get to become like that is by having people teach you and keep, keep, keep sorry, people keep you accountable. So um, like I'm a product of coaching with everything I do from uh, my own knowledge from fitness, which I say second to none, social media, um, business, like I invest tons into self-development and learning. And the greatest investment you can ever make is in yourself because, and if you're not going to back and bet, your, bet on yourself to win, why would anyone else? And I think anyone who's listening to this, if you're a fitness coach, and I don't do business coaching, don't come to me. Like if you're a coach and you don't invest in yourself, you're not willing to, why should your clients invest in you? It's, um, and you see it, I see it so often when people are even just talking to me about doing shoots now, you know, they're sitting there going, oh, it's quite a big investment into that. And I'd like financially to come and do a shoot. Now you pay for a videographer to follow you around, let alone, you know, paying for the one-off shoots and stuff. But you see it in yourself where actually every time you've invested into you, that's come back tenfold in other directions. And so many people don't do that because they're thinking, well, hang on. I, I guess obviously they haven't got the income or they have got some of it and they're so scared to invest into it, but also they don't realize just the more they put into themselves, the more everyone gets out of them. It's not even that. It's the more you put into the world, you more you get out. It's people need to change their mindset of like, and respectfully to people in the UK, this is a very British culture of a scarcity mindset. Whereas like, fuck scarcity mindset. I want abundance lifestyle. I want fucking everything. I want to be able to do what I want when I want with who I want and like live life on my own terms. And if you're afraid of spending 300 pounds on a photo shoot that could change your life because your I don't know, photo could end up in, I had a photo meant muscle fitness a few years ago and stuff like that. Like those small things, like for example, this is a really good example. When I first did photo shoots for anyone listening to this, the first one I did, I was fucking nervous and it was probably like you saying, I fucking shit myself. And I was like, oh, that's quite a lot of money, but I'll just do it anyway. And then I just kept doing more because I was like, I want to do this to push myself, even though it's an invest, like it was expensive. I can't remember what I was paying back then, but like, I'm sure these will pay off in the long term. But again, that's me betting on myself and what I wanted longer term. Whereas many people aren't willing to like try something and you have to think about like, not will it cost, what will it cost? What will it cause? Because I had from that, like, I don't know, I ended up getting some sponsors for things and then things start to snowball from that because guess what, I took a chance and I got in shape and decided to pay someone to take some photos of me and I put them on the internet and then one led thing to led to another. Now, you could say that's lucky, but then you create your own luck by taking action and taking impotence with actually doing something, if that makes sense. Yeah, massively. The, um, okay, so what would you say are the three big things that have really like pivotally changed you as a person since you started this whole venture into who you are now? um one would be this is an interesting one so i'd actually even say who you are as a human being you will evolve a lot so who i am now i wasn't 12 months ago 
Um, even if I think back about what's the date, like 6th of December, uh, the way I felt in October, November last year, I was very anxious. I was just wasn't who I am now, as I feel like there's a um, phrase is like equanimity. It's basically like being unfuckable where like nothing phases you. So like something bad happens, like oh, shit, or like something good happens, like you're still like you just got a solid mindset. And I used to be very anxious. And again, probably like everyone else, like a busy fool where I was like overwhelmed because because I thought I was overwhelmed, I became overwhelmed. And like the best piece of advice I can give anyone is be very aware of the language you use when you talk about yourself. So talk about I, like, I am stressed. Well, if you say that you will become stressed or like I'm not good at uh, talking on video, then you won't be good at talking on video. You have to be very careful about how you talk to yourself because, or talk about yourself because those things will then become true. And I spend a lot of time trying to correct that. And I've actually spent, uh, a fair amount of time this year working with a psychologist as well to try and improve the way I think and feel and becoming more self-aware. So then the better you understand yourself, the better you can control yourself because ultimately the only thing that's going to hold you back or hold me back from whatever I want is going to be me. And, that, and, that, and that's the reality. It's not on anyone else. Um, so I went a bit off tangent there, but I'd say the big thing I'd say would be continuing to invest in yourself and becoming very self-aware um, Secondly, I'd say have friends who or people you know who are successful in what you want to do and then have them be very like ask them for very critical feedback. So I ask people to be very critical of me. And I know you mentioned earlier you worked with Mark Coles before and I think I introduced you to him. And I remember one of the first things he said to me is like, uh, like this was like three years ago, is that you come across like a narcissistic prick on social media. And I was like, cheers, Mark. And, uh, but that always stuck in my mind because I was like, because the penny dropped, I was like, okay, that's cool. I can put a photo on I don't know, Dubai with my abs and looking fucking awesome. But how does that make the other person feel? What reaction am I getting from them? What do I actually want from doing this action? That's not really helping them, nor is it really helping me other than like vanity likes. Mm. Um, so that would be one thing I'd ask to say was like get critical advice from people. Um, well, I have to I have to jump in there because the conversation we had last November when we were sitting in Dubai completely changed my January February this year. When you told me like you said one thing is you don't oh you don't like money then which was very interesting to hear because I've never heard that sentence before and that kind of lit a rock out of me. And also having a bit of clarity in my mind about what I wanted to do with the vision of that coaching business. I actually actually put it on hold because this business so took off because I then took what you said and I was like, I want that coaching business to work. And then I realized, hang on, I just put all of that knowledge also into this business and I couldn't do the two at the same time. So having people around you that you just said a couple of little sentences and you just went, mate, you're wasting time. What are you doing? It's those little things that you suddenly realize that it's, you know, I've, I've, done shoots with you not said a word about any payments or anything like that because I actually know that the times when I've come back out of those shoots I've gained something from it not just the photos are a byproduct of what we do now it's then you're looking at other things or you're hearing other other reasons or other views and you suddenly go actually how can I use that for myself and then all of a sudden you're doing different things you've got bigger group shoots you've got whatever else going on like it's massive what you said there was very interesting actually as well, which is probably the last thing I'd bring up. And it's something that I've been very guilty of. And there's a, there's an expression is you can't chase two rabbits at the same time. You won't catch either of them. And 
it's trying to do too many things and then it's like uh and it's like i said a minute ago i don't do business coaching because i've i i got asked that twice yesterday in person by someone by people um because ultimately all you have to do is have one fucking business that's really successful and then you don't have to do anything else or get that business to like you know, make 10 million a year and have a team pretty much run it for you and then you can do other things but the biggest mistake people make is they're like uh, they start to get slightly successful on something they're like oh let's go start doing this let's go and start doing this and it's like you have no skills or experience in these other things you want to go start doing how do you think you're going to beat anyone else who like say for example i want to go start doing supplements i have no experience in the supplement industry and i don't know how it works how am i going to compete with other companies you've got millions to spend and i've got like 50 years of experience like I, that could be a limiting belief but it would also be true that I can stick it to knowing what I'm best and better at anyone else at and just keep doing more than that because there's a hundred million men in the US who fit my ideal client. I haven't signed them all up yet so we can keep going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. And also like you've just obviously proven quite a clear point then that although you could start a supplement brand and you could probably just stick a label on someone else's product and sell it, you also realise that it's not what makes you tick. Yes, you could make money from it, but also if that doesn't make you happy, you're just going to chase another thing that's just going to drive you more insane with other stuff. The other thing people don't realize, so this is a very common misconception, is that people think the most valuable thing you have is your time, which isn't true, because it's actually your attention. Because, and I'll give you an example why. So say, for example, you have a genius and then you've got an idiot. The genius has four businesses. The idiot has one business. The idiot will beat the genius because he's got full focus on just one thing, whereas the genius is getting spread too thin across four different things. And this is something that I, my social media could be much better than it is if I didn't try to do so many platforms, which there's a plus and a minus to that. Like, for example, my podcast, if I put my sole effort into a podcast like this, which is called The Shredder Show, if anyone wants to check it out, Ben has been on it as well. Um, then it would be way better. But I'm also doing YouTube. I also do Instagram. I do Facebook. I do LinkedIn. I do do TikTok, like everything. If I focus on more on one or two, they would be better. But I, I try to do all of them. So I suggest anyone starting focus on probably two platforms rather than trying to do everything. Because what happens, particularly for people that start with anything, if you try and do too much, you can maybe only do it for a short period of time and then you get overwhelmed and you give up. The same with fat loss and fitness. Then you, then you just don't get anywhere near where you want it to be whereas if you just stick to one i get the whole point of doing all of them because obviously if one of them suddenly disappears then you've got backup and you've got other solutions in place but at the same time yeah just stick to a couple of them and just do them really well um out of interest um what does benmark photography mean to you progression and i say that because i think for the people who come to do photo shoots for you from my uh, from what i see from the outside it's probably a lot of the time it's the first people first time they've done one and you're a very likable uh warm-hearted guy who people feel comfortable with which i think works very well and i think why it's uh why i think it means like progression is because you, when people actually see those photos like I, i'm thinking about it now like smiling because i remember the first time i saw a professional photo of me i was like holy fuck, that's me. Like, I can do that. And like, I don't know, that was like 2016 maybe, so it's like five years ago. But a lot of people don't realise what they're capable of until, say, someone like you maybe pushes them a bit more for a photo shoot and you make them look awesome 
and then it makes them realize like what they're capable of so like for me from a fitness perspective i'd say like my superpower is making people realize the potential they have because so many people don't realize what they have and they almost self-sabotage themselves a little bit and i think that's the same thing with business where people their business start to grow and they start to get overwhelmed so they almost try and turn things back down again rather than thinking how can i fix this how can i get rid of this overwhelm who can help me maybe structure this better because whatever problem you have in the world uh, and whatever you're doing someone else would have done it before unless you're elon musk trying to like get a rocket ship into the moon and come down and land again someone will have worked this out before so you just need to find that person probably pay them and then they can solve the problem for you very good very good what's one thing if you could literally see yourself in front of yourself 2015 what would you say to your old self that's a deep question um have more confidence in yourself and believe in yourself because i probably come across very confident now and i am very confident and comfortable in my own skin now but i'm naturally a very introvert person and quite shy so i almost had to teach myself to become extrovert and learn to talk on camera and learn to do like, I'll give a good example. I could talk on Instagram stories fine. First time I did a YouTube video, someone put a camera in front of me. I was like, fuck, like, how do you do this? Whereas now I can just one take stuff. Same as like, I got used to doing YouTube and then I started doing a podcast and I was like, how I just found it difficult to talk almost initially. Um, and you have to realize that you have to push yourself constantly to be uncomfortable to actually progress in life. And as soon as you, I know this is really cliche to say, but that's the only way you grow and you keep pushing those boundaries. And eventually when you, your mental headspace gets to that point where you realize like, it doesn't matter what other people say about you or to you it's what you say to yourself about yourself that really matters and who you think you are. And again, it comes down to like we said at the start about being true to your actual values, because if you're true to your values and you enjoy what you do, then work doesn't become work. It just becomes your life and then all merges into one, if that makes sense massive isn't it is it's um it's definitely the more i focused on that it's changed everything for me and it's especially i think actually having dylan my little boy come into a world and suddenly realize like hang on this needs even more focus like i need to be really just do one thing do it well and just believe in myself and just go for it like because then it works I think well, one thing i'd suggest for a lot of people is um in particular at the moment is I would avoid the news and mainstream media like the plague because it's just negative and depressing and it won't help you at all. It breaks you, doesn't it? And then you're just thinking, oh, the world's terrible and just go and sit in a hole, whereas actually it's not that bad. So yeah. um, any advice that you would give for anyone that's kind of back in your position when you started? What's the one bit of advice you would give to them? Um, sort of what I've already said, to be honest with you, but it's... I'd probably say two things. One would be like, which is what I did and I've always done is had people mentor me and help me through the process because you can try and work things out yourself or you could pay someone who can do it for you in three months. So you could spend three years trying to work it out or you could pay someone and know it all in three months to get you going. I know what I would really rather do because the opportunity cost of time is more than the money is worth. Um, so that, that would be the first thing I would say. And then the second thing I'd say is probably learn to have thick skin and particularly in the beginning, because 
one of the things I remember a lot when I first started was uh, people like taking a piss out of me almost like, uh, who does Charlie think he is? Why is he posting topless selfies on the internet? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? Um, and now I just look back, like if I see those people at the, the, the gym, I just, like they don't have to say anything. I don't have to say anything, but I know. And it's just like, motherfucker. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's one of those things you just have to be willing to be aware of that. And also I would say that often the people who are closest to you are the ones who are going to hold you back. So I only found this out probably a few months ago, but um, my father-in-law was very concerned about me leaving my job when I left, apparently, um, which no one ever said anything to me, but they actually should have done because that would have motivated me even more to prove a point because I'm a bit that way wired. But like, often the ones that will try and hold you back from everything in life are the ones closest from you. So unfortunately, it can, it's probably going to be your mum and dad, your parents, because um, they are brought up to believe in, say, for example, if you're going to go work for yourself, that, uh, you get a job, you get a career, you have children, you have a dog, you die at the end, basically, next. Like, whereas that's not the reality of the world we live in now. And they're only doing it from a place of good thought, trying to help um, keep you safe. But life isn't about being safe. Life is about um, who you can become. And a great way to think of something I think about a lot is the day you die is that you get to meet the person you could have become. And when you start to think like that, that's very powerful because it's like, am I maximizing who I could be? And am I actually who I want to be and who I know I can be? Or am I just in this shell of a box that's been confined by society and people's thoughts around me, if that makes sense? It's interesting you actually said that. My dad actually works for me. He's sitting over the other side of my gym currently, so he would have heard oh, all cool. of that. I was waiting for him to turn around and look at me. But actually, one of the, one of the things that actually really helped me was when I left full-time employment, and I started doing what I was doing. My mum was super like, I think you should have just stayed there and you should have like, you know, it was safer and all of this type of stuff. And I literally made a simple spreadsheet of how many photo shoots I did, what money I made from it and how many days work I did for the previous company and what I made for it. And it was her concern and it wasn't, I saw it as doubt, which I'm probably sure you would have seen it as like, oh, they don't believe in me. But actually that was the best thing that happened to me because I had to go and prove them wrong. And then when I did, I was like, well, actually I can do this. I just got to do even more of it. Um, and just one last question, because I know that you have got, you've been someone who's like massively scaled everything and you see yourself as quite a, you know, an, a big person in the industry now. For those people that are starting out, would you say to them, focus on attention or focus on systems? Attention. If no, if no one knows who, who you are, it doesn't even matter. I was hoping you'd say that because the amount of people I say that see me and go, I've got all these systems in place. Well, yeah, but nobody knows who you are because you never put a thing out. Oh, like... The, the, the game, the currency is attention. Like, if no one knows who you are, like, my goal is everyone to know who I am. Not because, like, it's a bit weird because realistically, like I said earlier, I'm an introvert and I don't, I almost want to be like a, a ghost that goes under the radar, but then I also need everyone to know who I am. So, from a business yeah. point of view, you want everyone to know who you are, not personally, yes. like. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like, but personally, so like, which is why I'm going through a bit of a phase at the moment where I like just training on my own and not having anyone else with me. And that's what people need to realize if like, from a like, purely business perspective, if people don't know who you are, they can't give you their money. That is it. Like if I don't know someone, know about something, how can I purchase, how can I purchase that product? It's physically impossible. So even like we do some paid advertising, for example, and I think like 30 million people have seen our ads in like the last 18 months or something, but like, so that's all people who potentially would know who I am, who could potentially give me money. 
So that's what you want to think about is how many people am I getting in front of on a daily basis? And going back to what you're talking about in terms of scalability and like one to many, if I'm training one person or I'm in one gym, okay, so I'm like the best trainer in London, the best gym in London, so there's a thousand members. Oh, cool, a thousand people can know me, but then I've now got half a million followers on Instagram or I've got, I do a, I don't know, you do a YouTube video, goes viral, gets millions of views. Which one's more powerful? Massive, massive. Right, let's wrap it up there. How can they find you online? Um, so if you check me out, uh, Instagram is at Charlie Johnson Fitness. If you need help with your fitness needs and transform your physique. I've also got uh, my own podcast, which Ben starred on, which is called The Shredder Show. So you can go to uh, www.shreddershow.com. And then also our YouTube is Charlie Johnson Fitness. And then we've also got LinkedIn as well if you want to connect on there. Amazing. Right, thank you very much for your time, mate. It was good to uh, have an insight into the man himself. So... Thank you very much for your time and I'll speak to you soon. Awesome. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Cheers, mate.